Yo, this is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 126. Uh, I'm kind of jonesing for a, a themed episode again sometime soon. This one isn't themed, but uh, maybe for like episode 130 or something like that. We'll do a few more kind of regular ones and then dip my toes back into the waters of the themed episode. So I'm going to have to start brainstorming that. Um, Alright, let's get things rolling here. We're going to go to the USA out of San Jose, California. This band has been going since 1990, and while their earlier stuff kind of had more of a grindcore tinge to it, uh, just had that kind of level of uh, insanity at times, it's a little more refined and precise these days, um, and kind of more... More straightforward, death metal oriented. They still have their kind of grindy moments in there, but that band is Exhumed. And I love Exhumed. There's really not a ton of bands in this style that I like, but I like them and Impaled and bands like that. So they're about to be uh, releasing a new record. They just uh, announced that within the last two weeks, I'd say. Um, so they announced this new album, showed the album cover, track listing, released the first single. And uh, it's really good. I've really liked, basically ever since Ross came back into the band on bass and backing vocals, uh, they've done two albums with him back in the band, and they've both been excellent. Uh, the last one was called Horror, and it was, to me, it's kind of the crowning achievement of their career. I'm sure some diehard fans might disagree and kind of like some of the older stuff better, but I feel like that's the strongest release they've ever done. Um, but yeah, they just announced they're going to be releasing a new album called To the Dead, coming out on October 21st through Relapse Records, and that's going to be their eighth album overall. Uh, I don't think I included... They have one album in there that's just like covers, uh, basically, so I excluded that from the count. So this will be their eighth album of proper uh, original material. But the cover is great. Excellent artwork. It's kind of a cool painting, and it's just pretty grotesque, uh, which is fitting, of course, for them. But uh, the music is on par with the last two albums, I would say. Um, they've gotten really good at making them catchy, which is not easy to do when you're playing fast, gore-focused <laughs> death metal. But um, but yeah, they've, they've been churning out some really good, memorable riffs on these last few records. And uh, this new single is no exception. So, here we go. Off of the upcoming album, To the Dead, this is Exhumed with Drained of Color.
Alright, there we go. That was exhumed with drained of color. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. Really liked the last one, as I said. And then uh, Death Revenge was uh, the one prior. And uh, that one was really good. That was the return of Ross in the band. But um, I really think a lot of the newer material probably stems from his influence, I would say. Um, all right, we're going to keep it in the USA out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This band has been going since 94. Um, I think there's really only one original member left at this point. Uh, the band is called Bloodstorm, and I don't know a ton about them, and really the only reason that I'm playing them tonight is because I kind of went into this rabbit hole, as I tend to do, of, uh, you know, I'll find a band I like, I'll look at um, former members, and I'll just try to see what are they doing now, or what did they do before they joined this band, you know, and I'll check out some of those projects that I haven't heard before. So Bloodstorm was one of them because I was looking at uh, Incantation. And of course, that's kind of an all-day project if you're looking at Incantation's page on Metal Archives. Because basically, if you look at the list of all their live members, their former members and stuff like that, it's just a massive list of people that have been in and out. But um, I was looking at the current bass player, Chuck Sherwood, and uh, there was some bands listed that he was in prior to Incantation, because I had never heard of him prior to joining. And uh, one of the bands that he was in was Bloodstorm. And I checked out Bloodstorm, and they're all decked out in corpse paint and bullet belts and spikes and stuff like that. So they, they look full-blown black metal, but it's not quite. It's kind of more black and death metal. Um, but the production was really raw. And as far as I know, they're still going. I don't think they've released anything in a while. But they've got six records, and um, he played on only one of them, I think. But um, he used some crazy pseudonym that's just full of consonants that I can't pronounce. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, hell, I, I can't even really pronounce the, the name of the CD here that I'm about to say. But, um, but yeah, I just kind of was checking it out to see what kind of stuff he was doing before Incantation. And I uh, thought it was pretty cool. It's pretty rough and raw, um, but that kind of adds to the charm of it. So yeah, I've, I haven't really heard, they haven't really got a bunch of uh, fame or notoriety or anything. I, I hadn't heard of them prior to uh, just a few weeks back checking them out. But um, I'm going to play something off of this compilation that they put out in 2005. I'm not sure how you pronounce this first word because it starts with a Q. So it's Q-L-I-P-H-O-T-H-I-C. So is that Clifothic? Do you even pronounce the Q? I don't even know. But it's Cliffothic Necromancy. But yeah, that came out in 2005 through MCB Entertainment. And uh, it's just kind of a compilation of uh, stuff from their demo days and from their earlier releases. Just kind of all put together. But as far as I can tell, uh, Chuck played on at least a couple of the tracks off of this compilation. So I'm going to play one of those tracks. And uh, I think when you check them out on Spotify, this is actually one of the ones... Um, that is considered to be like a, whether one of their more popular ones, I guess. It has uh, some of the highest plays of any of their stuff. So I guess I'm not alone in thinking that this is a cool song. So not sure if this was recorded on any other releases with different production or anything like that, or if this is the only version. Not entirely sure. But I do like this version. It's nice and raw and chaotic. So off of uh, whatever that compilation's called <laughs> from 2005. This is Bloodstorm with Possession by the Coup. Jesus, 
right, there we go. That was Bloodstorm from Philly with Possession by the Coup. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of more black metal-ish, but it's definitely not that far off from a band like Incantation, so I could see how uh, it would kind of translate from him playing in that band to then joining Incantation later on. Um, but yeah, it's pretty raw and pretty cool. Uh, we're going to keep things in the black metal, black metal vein here. Uh, this band's out of Finland. They've been going since 2014. It's a two-man band, but I believe they do have some live members. That band is Sarastus. And they have released a couple of records uh, in 2016 and 2019. And then uh, they've also released an EP in 2019. So that was a busy year for them. Um, but yes, I, f I think I saw this on one of the Facebook groups that I follow. And somebody shared a link to uh, this EP on YouTube. And I checked it out and thought it was pretty cool. I don't love the production because it's very just cranked to the max. To where everything kind of sounds borderline like distorted and not in not in a good like <laughs> distorted distorted guitars i mean distorted like it's clipping or something you know what i mean like the master of it is just everything's just cranked but um it is a very intense and uh just well done black metal ep i even get some kind of ethereal uh vibes from it here and there if i had to make some comparisons to another band but i really don't know much about these guys i've only heard this ep um and then just kind of been doing my research about them saw that they've released two albums but the ep in question here is called the deceased dwell in darkness and that was released uh independently and uh so you can find it on youtube you can find it on their Bandcamp. but um it's not bad it's really not bad at all and um i need to check out the other two albums of theirs I can't remember if they have all of their stuff on Bandcamp or not, but either way, I'm pretty sure you could find uh, those other albums on YouTube as well, so I need to get on it. But yeah, cover art's pretty cool, pretty unique, and uh, like I said, if they had some slightly better uh, production here, I, it would be uh, a definite thumbs up for me. So here we go, off of their EP, The Deceased Dwell in Darkness, this is Serastus with Open the Noxious Veins.
right, that was Serastus from Finland with Open the Noxious Veins. Uh, very cool. It's very intense, but very melodic and um, kind of has a Swedish vibe to it, I would say. Although the Finnish scene is kind of like that as well, so I guess it's kind of not that far off from their uh, Finnish counterparts there, just with a different production, of course. Uh, all right, we're going to a few places. It's kind of an international project here. There's some Swedes, there's some British, there's some American. Uh, they've had some lineup changes since the last album, and it's kind of changed the sound a little bit. Not drastically, though. That band is Heads for the Dead, and I really like this band. Um, they've been going since 2017. They've put out a couple of albums um, and an EP, I believe. But um, I first heard of them because uh, whenever I was kind of doing the thing that I do from time to time, which is check out um, label rosters, and if there's bands I haven't heard, I just kind of give them a listen. And one label that I was particularly stoked on for a while there is uh, Transcending Obscurity Records. And Krigsgrove was even trying, you know, pushing to try and, uh, and get on that label because we liked how much they prioritize um, vinyl. Like almost every band on that roster gets whatever new album coming out, it gets released on vinyl. And uh, they always have very cool merch and everything like that for all these bands. But, um, but yeah, they're more kind of death metal focused and, and uh, it wasn't the right fit really for us. But um, really like their roster overall. They have some really good death metal bands on there. And that's how I first heard of this band, Heads for the Dead. And really liked it. And I bought uh, their first two albums on Bandcamp. So I own them digitally. And I listen to them often still. Um, but yeah, they've had a few, few member changes. And uh, they've just released their third album on uh, September 2nd called The Great Conjuration. And uh, that once again was released through Transcending Obscurity. Uh, really cool cover art. It's just kind of fitting with uh, the cover art from the first two albums. It's kind of in a similar style. Um, but they're cool because they're kind of like a Swedish death metal band, but they kind of have a little more drama to it, if that makes any sense, where they'll have some keyboards here adding some atmosphere, or they'll have a well-placed uh, you know, sample from a movie or something like that. There's just some little elements here and there that make it a little more eerie and different. Um, they keep evolving from album to album, and this third album to me has more weirdness to it. And I don't know if I like it as much as the first two records. It's still a cool record, but I think the last album, the second album, uh, I still enjoy better because this new one has a few too many moments, I guess, of just kind of odd uh, sections and songs and stuff like that, but I'm still getting used to it. It's still very fresh, so I need to give it a few more listens, I think. But this one stood out to me as being really cool and very dynamic, uh, this particular song. So yeah, this will give you a pretty good taste of, uh, of what this new album is like. So off of the third album, The Great Conjuration, this is Heads for the Dead with The Fog.
Alright, that was Heads for the Dead with The Fog. Um, yeah, I need to give that one another couple of listens. I've only listened to it uh, once, start to finish, so far. But uh, definitely need to give it some more time, see if it grows on me even more. Alright, we're going to Sweden here. This band's been going since 91, and they're excellent. I love them. It's Hypocrisy, and I've played Hypocrisy before. I played some stuff off of their new album that they just released uh, this past year called Warship, and um, really it was the release of that album that made me go back and listen to some older ones and uh, just kind of uh, fall in love with them all over again. So one album that I was really stoked for when it came out was Virus because uh, Horg from Immortal is is probably my favorite metal drummer of all time simply because he's not that flashy he, and he's very solid but he's still creative uh, without being too flashy and really at the end of the day the thing I love is that the choices he makes drum wise I feel like that's exactly what I would do if I was writing drums for that song you know uh, so I feel like we're on the same wavelength with uh, with drum you know the writing of the drums that he does in uh, on the Immortal Records, you know, that he plays on. But, um, but yeah, anyways, the reason I even bring him up is because this album, Virus, in 2005, was the first album uh, with him on drums. He had joined Hypocrisy, of course, him and Peter have a relationship going back a long time, uh, because Peter would be the one to record those Immortal albums, so he, you know, spent a lot of time in the studio with him recording his drums and all that, so when the time came for a drummer change, uh, Horg was kind of his first choice and he actually only recently left uh, the band this past year after being with them that entire time from 05 until just this year um, not really sure why they didn't really get into it they just kind of said yeah we've parted ways you know it, it was time but um, yeah I was really looking forward to this after I had found out that he had joined the band uh, just to see what he could bring to the table because Lars their previous drummer while he was a fine drummer um, he he was limited in his abilities, um, so especially with like fast double bass and stuff like that. So I was very anxious to hear what Horg would bring to this album. And then right out of the gate with track number one, um, you could tell that he was he had elevated them to a different level. Uh, so yeah, this is the first track off of the album that I'm about to play. Virus was their tenth album out of thirteen because after Virus they really slowed down. Uh, with with releasing albums with several years you know in between records um, but this was released in 05 through nuclear blast had some cool very futuristic looking you know cover art uh, excellent production of course with Peter at the helm you know it's gonna sound good and yeah this one just kinda punches you in the mouth right out of the gate and uh, it's an excellent song and an excellent record so here we go off of 2005's virus this is hypocrisy with warpath
There we have it. That was Hypocrisy with Warpath off of their 2005 album Virus. Yes, he's going to be missed on drums, that's for sure. They've been using Henrik Axelsson from uh, The Crown for their uh, tours this year after Horg left, and he's uh, definitely a worthy replacement should they decide to keep him on full time. Uh, as long as he doesn't leave The Crown, though, because he's uh, he's been excellent for them. I would hate for uh, for him to leave The Crown. Alright, we're going to Melbourne, Australia here. This band has been around since 2003, and I am sh I'm embarrassed to say that I have never heard of them <laughs> until recently. It's a three-man band called Denouncement Pyre, and this is excellent. Um, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that I've never heard of them before. If I have, then I forgot, you know, but... Um, yeah, they just released their fourth record uh, in June called Forever Burning, and that was released through Agonia Records. And I don't even know how I came across them. I think it was something as simple as uh, they were kind of in a similar artist's list um, on Spotify, somebody I was listening to, and it just said, you might also like these ten bands, you know, but this was one of them, and um, I had never heard them before and checked it out and thought it was awesome. Uh, so I've only checked out this newest record, but it's great, so it really makes me want to go and check out the other three. I do say that a lot, and sometimes I forget. I try to, you know, be true to my word there and go back and check out the discographies of some of these bands. Uh, but this is one that I really want to do that. Uh, I want to hear those first three records because I really like uh, this new one. So yes, here we go. This is some damn good quality death metal. Very memorable, good production, and just some cool riffs, man. It's heavy. So here we go, off of their fourth record, Forever Burning, this is Denouncement Pyre with Hung Like Swine.
That was awesome. That was Denouncement Pyre with Hung Like Swine. Uh, yeah, that's a real fun fun discovery for me. I uh, didn't know what I was missing there. Uh, Alright, we're jumping to Norway here out of Bergen and the surrounding areas of Bergen. This band's been going since 91. Still going strong. That band is Enslaved and they are one of my all-time favorites. Uh, they've kind of I shouldn't say reinvented, but they've just uh, revitalized their sound more times than I can count with certain elements that they add in or embellish or take away or just whatever. They keep changing their sound ever so slightly and it stays interesting and uh, I just think they're excellent. Um, they just released a new single. So they just released an album, oh, I guess it was 2020 when Utgard came out, right? Um, and then they did, since they couldn't play shows, they did that series of, they called it their cinematic tour where they basically did four, like, full-blown, was it three or four? Maybe three. Full-blown, like, productions of lights and screens and uh, special guest musicians and stuff like that, all professionally filmed and professional sound. And it was just this incredible experience that you could purchase tickets for to watch the stream. And... Uh, I think I did that for one of them. I was able to see the stream. One of them maybe you didn't have to buy tickets for, but it was just only available within a certain window of time. Uh, I know another one I listened to because I couldn't stream the video, but they were streaming the audio on their YouTube channel. So I was listening to that, which was cool. Um, but yeah, now they've released all three of those as DVDs, like separate DVDs you can purchase now, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, it feels a little early for them to be putting out a new album, but they never really stop. They're always writing. Um, so I'll, they haven't really released any details about a new album. They just kind of randomly released this new single and a music video to accompany that single. So no clue if this is going to end up on the next album or if this is just kind of a standalone stopgap release, you know. But they've got 15 albums up to this point, which is awesome. Huge discography, and it's all pretty much excellent all of it um, but yeah they released this new single on uh, August 25th through Nuclear Blast and the music video that accompanies it is actually really cool um, so yeah if you haven't if you only heard the song and you haven't seen the video go check out the video because it's pretty pretty cool visually uh, but the song is good the song is very good it picks up right with the last one left off a lot of proggy elements in there of course while still most definitely sounding like enslaved but um, yeah, I saw them really push this song a lot the first few days after it came out, and then it's kind of settled down over the last week or so. So just in case you've missed it and uh, the hype has kind of died down a little, I'm going to play it again right now. So again, no idea if this is going to be on the next album or not, but whatever. It's a good tune. So here we go. This is Enslaved with Kingdom.
There we go. That was Enslaved with Kingdom. I hope that one lands on the next album because I really like the song. Um, all right, we're going to a bit of an unexpected place for this next one. We're going to Cuba, and that's really one of the main reasons I'm playing it is because this is kind of um, very unexpected, kind of unheard of, I guess, uh, in years past at least for uh, Cuba to be churning out extreme metal. But this three-piece band has been around since 2015. They've released a, a few records now. They're called From the Abyss. And is it totally groundbreaking and blowing me away? No, but it's just solid death metal. Um, and I feel like it was worthy uh, of sharing, just kind of given where they're from. Um, but yeah, they just released their third album in 2021 called Chaos Supremacy uh, through uh, a label that I think is pronounced Vry Vrykoblast Productions. It's V-R-Y-K-O Blast <laughs> Productions. But yeah, I haven't heard the first two records, and I really... I don't know how I even came across this band, honestly. I can't remember. Uh, it was maybe about a month ago. It wasn't that long ago. But um can't remember how I came across them, but just thought, uh, well, this is interesting to have a death metal band from Cuba. And listen to it, listen to this new album, at least, on their Bandcamp page, and um, thought it was pretty solid. It was pretty good. Didn't blow me away, like I said. They do a really good cover of uh, Mock the Cross by Bloodbath as well, so if you want to check that out, it's on their Bandcamp page. But uh, I felt like I should play an original song. As cool as their cover was, I didn't want your first taste of this band to be someone else's song, pretty much. So um, I guess my biggest issue with them is kind of a lack of diversity within the songs, because they do have faster songs and slower songs. But within the songs themselves, they kind of don't change much. There's not much tempo change and stuff like that. This one that I'm about to play is kind of the best I could do <laughs> for finding some variety within the song. But uh, that's my biggest takeaway from them is that it's solid stuff, but they could use some like tempo changes and things like within their songs to kind of keep them interesting. Because some of the mid-paced and slower stuff just kind of drags a little bit as the song goes on. But this is a cool tune, and frankly, it's just cool to see bands like this coming out of uh, a place like Cuba. So here we go off of their third album, Chaos Supremacy. This is From the Abyss with Profaned Land. <laughs>
Here we go. That was from the Abyss from Cuba with Profaned Land. All right, we're jumping to France here. This is a band that's been going since 06, which I honestly, I had heard of them before and heard of them before, but didn't realize that they had been going uh, for as long as they have. But it's a five-piece band uh, featuring a couple of members of uh, Merrimack. A couple of the guys, whenever Merrimack had their big kind of overhaul of, uh, of lineup back in whenever that was, God, I don't know, 20... 11 12 i don't even know um but yeah a couple of the guys from this band ended up joining merrimack the band is ritualization and um i know i've heard them before they released some demos back in 07 and 09 um they've done a couple of eps they've done one full-length album uh in 2017 and uh, i'm actually going to play something off of a split that they did with uh, the band temple of Baal. The split was called The Vision of Fading Mankind, and that came out uh, in 2011. So at this point in 2011, they had only released a couple of demos and hadn't done like a proper release, an EP or a full length at this time. So this is kind of their first um, foray into having a uh, more widespread release, because this was released uh, through Agonia Records. And uh, yeah, this kind of led to a little more exposure for them uh, before they ultimately did some EPs and then their full length in 2017. So the Temple of Baal side is very cool, and the Ritualization side is very cool. I did not hear this, you know, back when it first came out, of course, but um, I listened to their full length from 2017, I don't know, a few, few years ago. I mean, I didn't hear that right when it came out either, but it was probably three, four years ago um, that I first heard it and thought it was cool, so... I checked out some more of their stuff and uh, and really enjoyed this split. So, hadn't even thought about it for a long time, and then just happened to come across them on Spotify. Once again, another kind of uh, you know related artist type suggestion, and I was like, oh yeah, I haven't listened to them in a while. So, kind of prompted me to go back and listen through some of that stuff and uh, decided to share it. So, off of the 2011 split with Temple of Ball called The Vision of Fading Mankind, this is Ritualization with The Second Crowning.
All right, there we go. That was Ritualization from France with the second crowning. Um, all right, we're going back to Bergen, Norway here. We already played Enslaved. This is a one-man band that's been going since 95, but of course um, he's had all sorts of live members and toured a ton, so it's kind of a, a group effort there, but on the records it's still a one-man band, and that band is Toke. And they've been busy. Uh, he's released a lot of records um, up until 2017, and now there's kind of been this, uh, this lull for the first time in a while there, because he was releasing albums kind of every other year. Uh, they got seven records up to this point, and uh, the last one came out in 2017. But there was a compilation called Avik that came out in July of 2021, and uh, that was released through Dark Essence Records. And I'm not, I haven't been able to get a ton of information on what this compilation is. If it's just kind of a best of, with parts from all their previous albums, because there's some songs on there, including the one I'm about to play. That I'm like, I don't know what, where this came from. Is this a previously unreleased song? Not really sure. So uh, if anybody kind of knows the details of that compilation, uh, let me know. Because I didn't really see much whenever I was doing my own research there. But this came out, as I said, in July of 2021. So this is kind of the most recent thing uh, that he's released. And um, But as far as I know, there is a new you know album in the works or whatever. But um, but he's been busy. He tours a lot with Take, and he does you know guest vocals on things, and he does live vocals for Gorgoroth more often than not. Um, so he's certainly keeping busy. But um, but yes, this compilation is interesting. Um, I mean, Take is not one of my favorite black metal bands. I think that he he's very good at what he does. But it just doesn't stick. There's a lot that I listen to of theirs that just doesn't quite stick in, in my mind um, to where I could name a specific song that I would classify as like a favorite of mine or something like that. I just don't have one. But um, when the mood hits to just listen to some good black metal, I still will put them on on occasion. So, uh, But yeah, so I'm going to play something off of this compilation since it's kind of the newest release at this point. So again, that compilation is called Avik. And this is Take with Slagmark, which is Norwegian for like battleground or battlefield.
All right, there we go. That was Toke with Slagmark, which is pretty cool tune, if I say so myself. Um, that compilation is pretty cool. I actually wasn't sure if it was a, a new album or not, and it wasn't until... Because I, I heard about it when it came out, but didn't know it was a compilation, so it wasn't until this year, uh, in 2022, when checking it out, that I saw that, oh, it's actually not a, a new album of original material or anything, but... That's a cool song, and uh, anytime he releases something new, I do check it out. You know, they are one of those bands that I always kind of give it a shot whenever I see that there's something new to, to check out. So, we're going to jump to Hungary here. This band's been going since 2017. Uh, features at least one member of the Hungarian band Realm of Wolves, who I enjoy. Uh, actually, I think this is a, a one-man band, and the guy in it is now a former member of uh, Realm of Wolves. Um, but yeah, he, he does this like kind of post black metal kind of nature inspired. It feels very American. Honestly, there's, there's a lot of, uh, American black metal bands that kind of have this same style musically going right now. Um, but we are starting to see some more bands kind of like that, uh, coming out of like Eastern Europe and Russia and stuff like that. So not totally unheard of for this to be coming out of Hungary, but uh, that's kind of the sound we're going for here. The band is called Wilderness, and he spells it with two V's in case you're wanting to find them a little easier. Because uh, I'm sure there's other bands called Wilderness as well. It's just spelled with a W, but he uses two two V's here to spell Wilderness. And um, I really like the consistency here, both musically and visually, because the cover art for uh, all three of his albums kind of tie into each other and have a very similar style. and looks like it was probably done by the same artist. Um... But he just released a new one this past November, so about 10 months ago, um, called As Above, So Below. And that was released independently because as far as I know, um, he's not signed and has never been signed. He just releases these uh, these Wilderness albums independently to his band camp. And um, yeah, he does have like physical copies and merch and things like that. Um, for sale as well, so if you if you're into this, then check out the Bandcamp and uh, and support some. Here we go. This is the closing track off of the album, and it's my favorite one off of it. And um, this is just kind of a fun newer discovery for me, uh, having only really first heard this band um, within the last couple of months. I've been telling some friends about it, but uh, it's a great record, and the first two albums are equally as strong. So. Here we go, off of the third album, As Above, So Below. This is Wilderness with All Fires Die Out.
we go. That was Wilderness from Hungary with All Fires Die Out. Uh, yeah, the rest of the album very much kind of follows suit with that style. Uh, the only thing that's really changed from album to album is the production. Like some of them have a more uh, just kind of punchy uh, production to it. And uh, this one has a slightly more laid back kind of uh, echoey, you know, production while still being very clear. Uh, Alright, what the hell are we doing? We're going to Finland here. This is a big six-piece doom band that's been around since 2013. Um, I feel like I'm pretty, you know, in the know with some of the better doom bands around these days, but uh, this is one that's kind of passed me by. Uh, they're called Mariana's Rest, and um, they've put out three records now, the most recent one having come out in March of 2021 called Feta Morgana and that came out through Napalm Records and it's good it's very Swallow the Sun-esque um, it's not like Funeral Doom or anything it kind of has like a gothy Doom kind of vibe to it a kind of Draconian-esque but maybe not quite as good I love Draconian but, uh, but yeah this is really good and really solid very thick, clear, punchy production very heavy and um yeah, it, it's a good band that I kind of had never heard of. So, since I am a, a fan of the Doom, I did find myself enjoying this record quite a bit. I checked out the first two, and they didn't grab me quite as much. Um, I think they kind of nailed it with the third one here. The first two, you know, uh, maybe had a good production, but kind of boring songs, or a worse production, but better songs. This one, I feel like they kind of got it all figured out, you know, for this third album. So here we go off of the third album, Feta Morgana. This is Mariana's Rest with Glow from the Edge. <laughs>
Alright. As that fades down, that was Mariana's Rest from Finland with Glow from the Edge. That's a damn good record. Um, like I said, the first two didn't quite do it for me, but uh, it all kind of came together for that third album, and I really enjoy that. Uh, Alright, we're going to the USA here out of New York. This band's been going since 88, kind of on and off. They had a little little gap in the middle there, but they're going strong. Uh, that band is Suffocation. Suffocation, of course, are legends, you know, of American death metal, especially up in the Northeast, you know, uh, that New York scene. Kind of Buffalo had its own thing going on, but there was also the bands that were kind of more from uh, closer to the city there. And Suffocation was one of them. Just had a different style uh, than the others. Uh, it was always a little more technical and a little more just brutal death metal. Um, and Frank's vocals were always outstanding on the early stuff, and they stayed good all the way up until the end. Of course, he's not in the band anymore. Kind of an end of an era, and uh, it's just not the same for me seeing them on stage with uh, somebody else singing. But... Um, but yes, I remember whenever I was kind of getting out of high school and wanting to do something more extreme, because uh, I played in a band that was very kind of focused on 80s thrash and stuff like that, and our guitar player wanted to go more proggy, fancy, Queensryche Dream Theater stuff, and I wanted to go more in the other direction, the more extreme and heavy direction, and then our singer just kind of you know, was kind of fed up with just doing music in general, really, so the whole band kind of fell apart. But um, from that, I decided to form my own band, and um, we were, you know, not writing anything even close to the technicality of a band like Suffocation, but them, them and Bloodbath and stuff like that were definitely uh, influences at the time of kind of what we were going for, and um, I remember we all went to go see Suffocation, around that time 2005 or so but uh, they were supporting this album so their big comeback album after a little hiatus there was called souls to deny that came out in 2004 through relapse records and that was their fourth album out of uh, eight i believe they're up to now but uh, it kind of marked their return and mike smith was back on drums and it was just uh, a really solid lineup in the band and i love mike smith's drumming um but the record was so good and i bought it not right when it came out, but it was uh, in like 2005, really. It was shortly before going to see them in concert for that first time, um, which that show was nuts. I want to say that was Suffocation, Cryptopsy, Aborted, and somebody else. I can't remember who opened that show, but um, maybe it was like Despised Icon or something like that. But uh, yeah, that was a damn good show and a crazy crowd. But... Um, but yes, this record, I bought it uh, shortly before going to see them in concert and loved it. I thought it was great. And the cover art was great. But the songs, the thing I like about it is that it's short and sweet. I want to say there's eight songs on it, if I'm remembering correctly. So it's short and sweet. Every song's memorable. The performances are great. And um, and I don't know, like this one and the one that followed it, the, the self-titled one, to me, are kind of their strongest ones, you know, in their whole discography, honestly. Um... I know a lot of people have more of an affinity for the really early stuff, but uh, yeah, I just think those two records are really strong. So I'm going to play the title track as it is my favorite and to me the most memorable on the album. So here we go off of 2004 Souls to Deny. This is Suffocation with Souls to Deny. 
Alright, that was Suffocation from New York with Souls to Deny. Such a great record. Uh, Alright, it is that time for me to announce the final song of the episode. I, of course, want to thank everybody for listening, as always. Uh, Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. If you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com. Uh, or on the free Podbean app, and of course the entire catalog of episodes is also on Spotify, so you can find it there and follow it. Uh, Any sort of feedback or requests or anything like that, uh, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com, and of course please find and like the Facebook page, because any sort of updates or news regarding future episodes, or poll questions for you guys, the listeners, about, you know, uh, asking what you might want to hear for a themed episode and things like that. It's always going to be posted there. Uh, So yeah, please find and like the Facebook page. So as I said, I think these next couple episodes are going to be a little more normal. And then uh, maybe for episode 130, I'll do a theme. So be on the lookout on the Facebook page. I'll probably ask around, see what you guys might want to hear. And then I'll start brainstorming. So... All right, let's finish strong here. Something nice and uh, and dark and creepy. This band out of Sweden uh, started as a one-man band and then kind of evolved uh, into a full band, and it's kind of had a revolving door of members, honestly. But it's been going since 96, and that band is Shining, and I think Shining is kind of best known for its kind of depressive, suicidal kind of uh, aesthetic. Uh, Nicholas, the singer and kind of the main man whose band it is, uh, has not really been shy about uh, about self-harm and things like that, and has very frequently um, done that on stage. I'm not sure if he still does, because, I mean, the last time I saw them, God, that was, you know, probably 20... It was 2008, actually. I saw them in concert. Um, that was at the Inferno Festival, when my band was playing, and we were in Oslo, and... Uh, they headlined the second stage, and there was all sorts of rumors about what they were going to do on stage, and something along the lines, like, it was just too packed. Like, I waited too long, I was talking to people, and then uh, they were like, are you going to come down there? I was like, yeah, you know, it's packed to the gills, I don't know. So I didn't go, I just stayed upstairs and was talking with people, and uh, some others that came back. Uh, when Shining finished playing, you know, um, or they were on their last song or something like that, I said, so what happened? Was Did everything happen that everybody said was going to happen? And they were like, no, evidently not. Like, some people that were in the know basically said there was, like, this big fat guy just in tighty-whitey underwear off stage that was supposed to come on stage and give Nicholas a blowjob on stage while dressed in some, you know, wearing some sort of bondage gear or something like that, but he chickened out, basically. He came on stage but didn't commit the act, and so Nicholas got really pissed off and uh, just whipped the shit out of this dude with, I don't know if it was a whip or a cat of nine tails type thing, just really uh, went at the dude, and then the guy left the stage, and they had people in hazmat suits coming out on the stage to clean it after the set was over, but Nicholas was slicing the hell out of himself on stage, apparently, and just bleeding everywhere. And uh, I saw that for myself. I didn't see him commit that act, but um, I was in the VIP room in the upstairs, and then whenever their set finished, he came walking in. Uh, He was wearing, like, a sleeveless shirt, and his arms, just basically from the wrist, uh, like, outer part of his forearm, um, all the way up his 
tricep area up to the shoulder basically was just sliced uh, repeatedly like not deep but enough to bleed and he was just sliced to hell on both arms and acted like nothing happened at all he just walked up to his uh, what I assume was his girlfriend at the time tapped her on the shoulder and asked for his hoodie and she turned around and basically acted like this happens every day she wasn't even the slightest bit uh, shocked by how he looked or anything and she just handed him his hoodie and he just put his hoodie on even though he was bloody and everything he didn't clean himself up he just put his hoodie on over his bloody arms and then hung out in the VIP room for the rest of the night it was the weirdest thing but um, it was memorable if nothing else even though I didn't get to see the set I could definitely re remember that visual for sure but um, the album that they were kind of pushing I guess at the time probably remains their their most popular one um, as far as I know it's their fifth album called Halmstad, and that came out in 2007 through Osmos Productions. And uh, that was their fifth record out of ten they're up to now. And I think they're working on a new one. I just saw, I think it was yesterday, uh, Nicholas Barker, of all people, posted uh, some pictures from the studio of him tracking drums. And the little hashtags below his post on Instagram mentioned that it was for Shining. So I guess he's doing drums on, uh, on their new one. But this one, Halmstad... Um, really almost embraced some black and roll elements at times uh, as far as the drum beats go just kind of some more kind of mid mid-tempo headbanging kind of songs but then at the same time they also had some longer weird songs um, but they the whole album was just very very dark lots of very um, evocative samples and things being played in there as well of, of dialogue um, but yeah, really dark album. Really good production as well. I especially like the sound of the drums on this one. But um, I'm going to play the opening track off of this record. And the reason I sigh is because it has a very long, difficult to say um, title. And even though, yeah, I can kind of read some Swedish and understand some Swedish, I'm not great with conversational Swedish. I'm not great at pronouncing things uh, perfectly and all that so whenever I look at some of the words in this title I'm just like oof that's a tough one to say but uh, I, I can try I guess but uh, this opening cut starts off with a cool little sample and then uh, I just like the kind of more melodic and dark feel of this one and it just feels like a good uh, a good way to finish off this episode so until next time, I will be back in two weeks with the next episode. Everything should be right on schedule, so enjoy this one, and I'll see you guys in two weeks. So here we go, off of their fifth album, Halmstad. This is Shining with, let's give this a shot, It legare et steg nermare total jefla utfriesning, which means something along the lines of, like, um one step closer to total fucking ostracism or something like that. <laughs> something like that i had to i did not know that off the top of my head i did have to google translate that and it kind of had a rough time with it so i'm paraphrasing slightly but whatever you get the gist see you guys in two weeks cheers Go away.